What are the most important things you can do before you die? Real life starts now. Welcome to Real Life with Evangelist Han and Kathleen Lay, where people with real problems find answers in a real God. Welcome to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Light, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Light. Later in the show, you'll hear from Howard Storm, who was on our previous show, who died as an atheist, but discovered the true meaning of his life. Mm. You know, I can remember thinking about, before I die, I need to know what it's like to be married. Before I die, I want to have kids. Before I die, and mm. there'd always be this list of things that I wanted or wanted to do. I want to travel, and I want to, and I would go on and on and on. And I know there are people who are listening that have that too. And some people, they call it like a bucket list. Yeah, like a list of things to do before I die. And it's really sad when people, especially when they're younger or they're just not ready, and they say, you know, oh my gosh, I have now a terminal illness and that day has come and I'm just going to you know, try to live it up as much as I can to just experience as much life as I can before nothing, you mm-hmm. know, and suddenly the scarce mentality of like, oh my gosh, I need to hurry and just hoard or get as much as I can yeah. before it's too late. Either live it up, party, go to that theme park you always wanted to, skydiving or whatever that might be. But what is really the most important thing that we can do before we die? Well, Jesus said in John fourteen six, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And that's a profound statement because I think the true meaning and the things that we do in this life, we need to realize that if we don't know our Heavenly Father, we're not going to really truly understand the scope of what's important and what's not. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We might think, oh gosh, I always want to go on this roller coaster ride and I want to experience that. But what if the meaning of your life was to influence as many people around you and love as many people around you as possible, Mm -hmm. to give self-sacrifice and to impact someone's life that way. What if that was more important than that roller coaster ride? And to be honest with you, as a chaplain, when I did work in the hospital, I can tell you the very most important thing anyone can do anywhere is receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, Mm. to ask for forgiveness, and then to forgive people who have hurt them. I believe receiving Jesus, forgiving people, getting forgiveness from others and from God are so essential. And then loving people, love people just like God did. And when you love people, you feel fulfilled because you're giving and God gives back to you. Mm. So instead of being served, you're serving. So when we're doing those things, those are what are going to matter for eternity, not just going and having fun, but living for the Lord. Let's hear from Howard Storm after the break. Real life is made possible by people like you. We'd like to take this opportunity to sincerely thank you for your generous support. We couldn't do it without you. May God bless. Welcome back to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Light, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Light. Hello, everyone. And joining us once again is former college professor who is also an atheist, Howard Storm. At 38 years old, he died and he was given a second chance at life. But during the time that he was dead, he said it felt like it was for years. And he's going to share with us more about that as we have him share what happened when he came back to life. Howard, thanks for being with us. Thank you for having me. Now, I understand that in the depths of what you felt like was the beginning of the entry of hell, you were brought there by some people and they were tormented and tormenting you. And you were like, I am not going there anymore. Mm. And you sat there in a cesspool feeling like, wow, 
I can't believe I lived my life. What did I do that was good? Because prior to all this, you seemed to be doing good for yourself, but you realized in this moment, I didn't really treat my family well, people right. It was all about you wanting to get famous and have money. And only at 38 years old, here you are dead. And then you remembered when you were little and called out to Jesus. You remembered going to Sunday school and that was the only hope, Jesus. And you called out to him. He takes you out of there and he experiences with you your whole life. He tells you about your life. And after seeing your life review, it was like you just felt horrible about you didn't do as much as you should have or could have. But God gave you his mercy. You got to see what heaven was like and you had a chance to come back to tell it. After you went to heaven, you were told actually what God wanted you to do. And you asked him a lot of questions. Tell us now. What was it that God told you to do when you came back to earth? I asked him, if I come back to the world, what do you want me to do? And he said, love the person you're with. And I said, okay, great. Yeah, but what do you want me to do? And he said, love the person that you're with. And I said, yeah, I got it. But like, what would be my job? And he said, that is your job. And I said, that's it? That's all you want me to do is love the person I'm with? And he said, that's all I want you to do. He said, if you do that, it'll change the world. And I said, no, it won't. What changed the world? How could it change the world? And he said, there's millions of people trying to be as loving as it could be. And I said, yeah, well, there's millions of people that are being really nasty and cruel, and you know, they're going to win. And he said, no, they won't, because all these angels, millions and billions of angels that are part of God's plan to change the world and make it a better place. And I said, I don't know if it's enough. And he said, you need to understand, it's God's plan that we become more loving. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> well, okay. If it's God's plan, I mean, how can I argue with it? Yeah. Right, right. So I thought, yeah, sure, okay, I'll be more loving. Well, it's been 33 years, and I'm still working on how to be more loving. I'm trying to figure out how to be more loving, because like when you're with just, like really kind, sweet, beautiful people, it's easy to be loving, but how do you be loving to people that are nasty and mean? How are you loving to people that are abusive? Mm-hmm. It's a challenge every day to be the person that God created us to be. But it's doable and with the help of God. Because I've got a friend, and his name is Jesus, and Mm -hmm. he's never away from me. And so when I need help, I ask him for help. I ask him for help to be more patient. I ask him for help to understand things. I ask him to help me see people the way he sees them, Mm. because he loves everybody. That's so good. He loves everybody so much. Sometimes I say, let me see him through your eyes, Mm. you know? I don't like them. <laughs> I said, let me through your eyes. And when I stand through his eyes, it's like there's a beautiful person there. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's so true. I like that because sometimes we meet some people that are just really rude or, you know, they cut us off in traffic or whatever the case is. And it's like, yeah. we can get so impatient and angry. But if we say, God, help me to love them the way you do, because we can't love people in and of ourselves. It's his love yeah. and we get love from him. Now you came back when you came back and you were in your body, what was the first thing you started to do? I wanted to tell my wife and I wanted to tell everybody about Jesus and nobody wanted to hear it and they laughed at me and told me I was crazy and it didn't happen and you know get over it and it was really hard at first because I was just crazy on fire with my love of Jesus and I wanted to talk about Jesus all the time and nobody wanted to hear about it 
it was a really hard time. Wow. And, you know, instead of being, now you're on the other side of the spectrum, you know, coming from this atheist who ridiculed Christians, now you're this on fire Christian saying, yeah. hey, Jesus is real. Yeah. And, and you are doing, are ridiculing right. Him. And you're doing everything you can to tell them about Jesus and how he's real. And the more you're doing it, the more they're like, okay, you're weird. You're crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So I love what St. Francis of Assisi said preach always, and if you must, use words. Yes, it's by your actions. I try and live it more than just push it, you know? Right. Well, there are people who are listening right now who have really blown it. I mean, they have sinned. They have done really bad things. Even some Christians who feel like God must hate me because I've really messed this up, and I can't believe I've done this. Could God ever forgive me? They don't understand God's love. They're even afraid to die. What would you say to someone who is struggling right now, wondering, first of all, is God real? But second of all, if he is real, could he actually love little me because I've blown it? I'm not a good person, Christian or non. Well, I want to offer the possibility of resolving both of those questions. I would suggest a person go to a church and look at the cross and think about the Son of God saying, I want you to be with me in heaven so much. I am going to suffer and die on this cross to guarantee my promise that if you accept me and my love, I will take you to heaven and that all your sins are going to be forgiven because I'm taking all the sin of the world on myself and your sin will no longer be your sin. It's going to be my sin and I'm going to make it vanish from the record and you're going to be as white as snow. You're just going to be cleansed by all this just look at me on this cross and believe me. And I believe that if a person goes in with a sincere heart and looks at that cross and talks to Jesus and asks Jesus to be real to them, they'll know in their heart, they'll know in their mind that he is real, and they'll know that God is real yeah. and that their sins really are forgiven, and they're going to be born a new person. They're going to be born again. And that doesn't mean they're going to be perfect, but at least they have yeah. the yeah. belief and the knowledge and the relationship with Jesus. Yeah, one of my huge disappointments when I came back is I thought it was going to be perfect, and I found out I was far from it. Still working on that part. (laughs) (laughs) If only we could be. Wow. You know, we're going to pray for people right now. Is there any last thing that you want to say that we didn't touch? I would ask people to go right to God. If they do it sincerely, if you're doing it just to put God to the test, forget about it. You're going to get nothing if you're just trying to test God out because you don't put God to the test. That's a big no-no. But if you go sincerely and just lay your soul out for him and ask him to come into your heart, they're going to be amazed. He will. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Howard, for sharing your testimony with us. May the Lord bless you. And we're going to pray for those who are listening right now. Well, I want to take a moment and give our listeners a chance to really do that. A chance not to sit there and test God, poke like, oh, if God real, all this stuff. But to really say is, God, if you're real and you came and you really love me and you came to die for me, me, not just everybody else, I want that. I want to know that and I want to receive it. So if that's you, my friend, pray with me, okay? Jesus, if you're real, I sincerely come to you, not to test you, but to say, I want it. Mm-hmm. If you love me that much, if you can still love me for all the things that I've done, God, I want it. Mm. I need it. Will you give us that, God? Will you give us that salvation, that assurance, that assurity, that not only we'll go to heaven, but that we'll know you. We want to know you, Lord Jesus. So we receive you. We believe in you. That You died on the cross for us. 
We want to follow after you. Show us, reveal yourself to us as we follow after you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you need prayer, give us a call at 877-480-4477. Again, 877-480-4477. God bless you all. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Real Life.